We'd like to thank our Patreon producers, Dan Vale, Tom Bach, Stuart Ferguson, and Jonathan for making this episode possible. Hi, friends. Welcome to Pockets Full of Soup, the storytelling show. I'm your host, Jared Penny. Uh, and today we're talking about that festive holiday season. Well, often festive, not always, but uh, for many of us, uh, a, a time where we're uh, able to celebrate with friends and family various and sundry holidays. And I'm here with my favorite person to spend holidays with. My name is Angie Petty, and I am Jared's wife. You are my wife. We have done shows together, but we don't do it very often. No, that's true. We uh, recorded a pilot recently where you were the off-mic of voice in the seat of judgment. I was like Roz and Frasier, and I mean, if we're talking about like fantasy characters that we would kind of secretly like to be be like, Roz would certainly be... One of mine. Uh, no, if you want to be, if you were Ross, I wouldn't mind that either. I, I have mean, a huge she, crush on Perry Gifflin, so. Yeah, she's, she, they they joke a lot about um, her her being promiscuous throughout yeah. the whole show. That's just like a, a, a long running joke throughout the whole thing. And that's that's not the, the, the thing that I'm trying to achieve, but she is one of the first really powerful um, professional women in TV that I really aspired to be like. Yeah, I, I was the same for me watching on the other side. Roz was a woman that was extraordinarily sexual and completely mm-hmm. just cool with it and, and yeah, didn't and- care what other people thought about that. And as, as a kid watching that, that really impressed me. Like it made, I, I really loved her for that. So it was about six years ago in North Carolina that um, I really dove deeply into Frasier. And as you're well aware, I've now watched almost every episode several times over since then. Yeah. And I just admired her so much because she she just gets things done. She's herself and she's constantly wanting to move forward and doesn't let whatever's happening around her or even things in her personal life keep her from doing and being who she wants to be. I like her too. Single mom, uh, witty, uh, smarter than Frasier, uh, able yeah. to uh, to hold his feet to the fire, not nearly as self-absorbed as most of the other characters on the show. Yeah. But this is not the Frasier cast. This but is Pockets Full of Soup. It is Pockets Full of Soup, but can I just mention one more thing sure, about Ross? Sure, of course. You mentioned all you want about Ross. She, she has fabulous hair. Well, and I mean, come on. Perry Gilpin's hair. Can we can we do a, a podcast just about that sometime? We don't do hair-oriented podcasts on account of the fact that I have none and it makes Ex- me self-conscious. Well, I mean, we're on a podcast. Nobody's seeing you at the moment. That's true. Uh, but I, I do feel that baldness is kind of baked into... They talk about personal <laughs> brands now. I'm pretty sure that whatever oh, else true. I am, baldness is a important part of it. Yeah, yeah. Occasionally um, kind but misguided people send me fan art. And that usually highlights my my baldness, That's my beardedness, true. and my corpulence. I'll so, say. so before we get back to pockets full of soup, can we just go down that that line just a little bit more? We can go anywhere you want. You're pretty much in charge of my okay, life. Okay, so anyway. so I don't think I I've really ever asked you this, but so if the miracle cure came uh-huh. to get your fabulous hair of head of hair back. Mm-hmm. Would would you do it? Oh yeah, absolutely. You would have a full head of hair if you could. Yes, I I enjoy being bald. Like I, I'm not especially self conscious about. I think it. you're sexy because 
Well, thank you. Obviously. I mean, uh, I mean, you're super sexy and and I love your bald head. Oh, you mean you feel good. That's well, good. a sweet thing to say. Well, that might affect my my judgment on this then. I mean, your opinion on this would matter. Well, a great and deal I to appreciate me. that, but like obviously so when so Jared and I knew each other when he did have a fabulous full set of hair. My flowing locks. I don't think that's a phrase, full set of hair, a but that's you hair. you had it. You, yeah. you had it from from here to there I all the thick long luxuriant hair, hair. Yeah. and so whenever you and i were dating i would run my fingers through your soft beautiful silken hair and then it just little by little by little went away and, and then away, it was just gone it didn't away. it wasn't even little by little it, it, it was kind of like there one day and then one day i was like well i'm bald now what happened yeah i like to, to compare it to the weep the whomping willow in in the harry <laughs> potter movies so like yeah there's there's the the, tr- the leaves that are in the tree and then it kind of shakes it off yeah and then it's completely gone that's that's what it was like uh pretty much a year into knowing you yeah my hair just completely off it but yes if there were a miracle cure i would grow it back absolutely and and mostly because being bald is cold okay like my tolerance for temperature drops several degrees even cutting a little hair off i sometimes get that little bit of hair on the sides of my head and even when like fryer tucking yeah fryer tucking when that gets shaved off i'm significantly colder yeah, like, I mean that makes sense. Yeah. I you know, even if you are if you have long, really long thick hair like me. You, you have great hair. I do. I don't have great hair, but I have long thick hair. I like your long thick oh, hair. Oh, thank you, thank you. But um even if you get a couple of inches cut off, you you can feel the difference and it can be chillier and so I I get that. The worst is when it rains. Like yeah. When it rains, oh, yeah. Ball, we were out the other day, and it was sprinkling. You're like, I need a hat. Yeah, it, it just becomes <laughs> like because the rain is so cold, and when it falls on your bare arms or legs, it's one thing. But your head, the top of your head, sensitive, and when it hits, it's like it's this cold splat. <laughs> oh, like, it's like the National Geographic or like videos where they're showing the slow mo of the rainforest, and you see it like totally destroying the dirt beneath, yeah. like at Earth is like. <gasps> And that's what's happening on the top of my head, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, dozens of times a minute in a rainstorm. Aww. And so, yes. so, but it's just as a matter of, of keeping warmer and, and feeling drier. Well, I mean, I'm a ridiculous looking person. I know you like me. I, I can't figure out why, but I'm a ridiculous looking human being. And trying to even imagine me with hair now. Is if you haven't had the opportunity to gaze deeply into Jared Petty's strikingly blue eyes yet small and squinty you have small eyes but it just it just gives me the opportunity to get just a little bit closer oh you're so sweet (laughs) oh my goodness i wonder if we've driven everyone away by the saccharine flavor of of our romance you You know i mean so if you are still listening eventually we're going to get on topic Uh, who cares about topic that doesn't matter these good people are are they're, they're here for the witty banter oh okay for the sincerity here at pockets full of soup we're all about the real deal. Oh, really? About showing it in the raw. What it's really Whoa, like. Yeah, in that's the right. raw. That's right. In the well, raw. I mean, if we're talking about raw, I'm. We're thank God we're in a podcast right now because I have the messy bun and I'm wearing my pajamas. You so. are wearing your froggy pajamas right now. Yes. It's kind of great. I love my froggy pajamas. I also love your froggy pajamas. You have. We, we recently got a, a new like wardrobe or and it is one of the largest pieces of furniture I've ever seen. It's, it is 
something that you that you can climb into the back of and find a a, a forest. Yeah, Narnia and, is in there, and there's yeah. still extra room left for Croatia in one corner. Like it's really big. Um, why Croatia? What? Why? What brought that? That's well, kind of a mind. mid-sized, you know, country. I mean, okay. But anyway, we have this enormous piece of furniture, and. Like, I was sorting your clothes to put into it, move them from, you know, the the floor that we previously referred to as our armoire. And, uh, <laughs> oh. and uh, I, I... Adulting is hard. And there were... I discovered that <laughs> half of it is just full of your pajamas. I do. I have a lot of pajamas. You have an enormous. I just didn't realize how many pajamas. I know. You have. I, do, I don't either. But when you when you bring them all together, and so, but it's it. I mean, I think we're going to be talking a little bit about Christmas eventually. Yes, and that's so, the theory here. Okay, anyway. right. So, I mean, I guess this could be a good segue because I I love getting pajamas, and I often get them for Christmas. And so a lot of families, it's it's becoming a, a huge tradition for families, and maybe it's been this way for a while, um, of doing the, the PJs for the, the Christmas present on Christmas Eve. So mm-hmm. everybody gets in their new PJs, and then they wake up on Christmas morning in them. And so I, I am bought hook, line, and sinker when it comes to that. And so my mom and my mother-in-law and, for, frankly, me, I, I'd like to get at least one new set of PJs every Christmas. Yeah, plus you buy any cute set of PJs you find on sale. Well, no, they're bought for me by people who love me. Whatever. You have bought plenty of Kohl's sale PJs and brought love, them home. I That's true. And they're great. They're adorable pajamas. I love Kohl's PJs. I don't know what they do, but man. And so your froggy pajamas are great. What are your favorite pajamas? Well, so my favorite pajamas have, have been sadly retired. Yeah. Um, they were in college and they were my pineapple PJs. Those were so good. There have never on earth been a more comfortable set of PJ pants than those. But like, I didn't realize this at the time and you obviously weren't going to tell me, but should have. I did not realize, honest to God, how thin they actually were. No, that was part of my favorite, one of my favorite parts of your pineapple PJs. <laughs> right. So, so, but the the problem is being a, you know, 19, 18, 19, 20-year-old college student, I would often go to class in these PJs. Oh, I know. And they were just comfortable. And I was so oblivious. So I'm actually really glad you brought up your pajamas because that was a place I really wanted to take this conversation. You and I have done holiday pajamas, you say? Pajamas, yeah, inadvertently along this track. uh, You and I have done holiday things together before. um, And it's, it's, I think, fairly well-known among folks that have listened to a lot of the work I've done that we like Halloween, we like Valentine's Day, and we like Christmas. Yes. Um, I wanted to ask you about what life is like as someone who's difficult to buy for. Ooh. Um, the, 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 the strangeness of, uh, there are many things I admire and love about you. One of the things that I do not especially enjoy is the discovery that you are generally speaking, not the easiest person in the world to buy Christmas presents Me? for. You. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like I'm pretty easy to buy for you feel like you're pretty easy to buy for i have i i have these standard things 
that for whatever year after year bring me joy. That's true. And the standards are the standards are established. Those okay. those are there. Okay. Right. Uh, what are those? What are the standards? Okay. So I okay. So since I was I don't know, very very young, six yeah. seven years old, I discovered that I loved. Uh, hollow chocolate anything mm-hmm. so i loved not well, just I lo- chocolate but hollow chocolate Hollow chocolate. so i always liked getting the little chocolate gold coins mm-hmm. like in my stocking those were always great um those were fun but it was all about that hollow chocolate santa i also liked getting the hollow chocolate easter bunny right you really if, enjoy that too. that's super you know, but, like but f- not just hollow chocolate it's got to be well so I I loved and discovered it through Russell Stover's. So so ever since I was like six or seven, every single year, I have gotten a Russell Stover's Hollow Chocolate Santa. And I would be absolutely heartbroken if I didn't get one. And so it's very, very, very important for your mother and I to hunt one of those down every year, which is a completely marvelous tradition to support. It is. And my mom, my mom has always come through. Mm -hmm. Um, What about about me? Well, there was that one year that you were so nervous because you couldn't find one. And that was the year my mom sent two. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So So your mom and I did talk about that. Oh, you did? Okay. One of them ended up in the freezer and I got pulled it out in like July or something. And, but yeah, that was a great year. Did you still eat it? Yeah. All right. So there's the Russell Stover Hollow Chocolate Sandal. That's a staple. So that's a staple. Um, I've also discovered I love I love getting cheap nail polish. Mm-hmm. So like those little those little sets that you get at the pharmacy. I love getting those. It's so weird because I it's just it's a novelty thing for me. Oh, why is cheap nail polish better than getting expensive nail polish? Well, so I don't paint my nails very often, and so and I and I don't care about going and and getting the manicures. It's just something that I do that is relaxing and fun for myself. And so doing cheap chintzy colors is, is something that's just fun for me. So that's another staple there. So the, that's the, another okay. staple. What else? Oh, man. Can you think of any of it? I can. I, okay. You generally speaking, like fuzzy socks until you get them. and then, Fuzzy socks? Yeah. But you only actually like about half of them. You say you can get any fuzzy socks, but then you get them and you like about half of them. The other half you don't like. Well, it's, it's about... It's about fuzzy ratios. Mm-hmm. Okay, see, so that's the thing. It's like, I'll say, what fuzzy socks? And you'll say, oh, any fuzzy socks are fine. Well, I... And then you get them and you never wear them. That's not true. I do wear them. Some of them you do. I wear them. This is not about publicly shaming you. I feel like it's becoming that no, way. No, 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 no. Uh, am I, am I gonna, about to be like razzied or something no nothing like that a couple of others uh okay. you have your, your your candles uh a candle will always oh yeah i do love joy. i love candles yeah i mean the problem is you always go out for the big bath and body works candle day sale i do right before christmas and right. so then you have like six trillion new candles and don't i use every you single do. one of them. no complaints there at all but it, that's that right makes our house you our house smells like magic all the time magic and chicken like a little of both. well there. that's yeah. your fault that yeah, has nothing to do with me yeah magic and chicken a little little of both of those together and of course movie tickets you know which, which oh yeah so you yeah that's true and i tickets. love movie tickets so i feel like and and honest to goodness those things are the things that make me happy they make me i I use them. I enjoy them. 
I have nostalgia about them. And honestly, the rest, I I just don't care. And that's the hard part. Yeah. Because you do have these staples. And that makes you, in some ways, very easy to buy for. Okay. Until it's time to try and surprise you. Uh-huh. Because one of the delights of thoughtful gift giving, in my mind, mm-hmm. is giving people what they want. Mm-hmm. And you're very, very easy to do that with right. on your established list. Okay. But another way to be thoughtful is to perceive what someone enjoys and wants. Yes. Without being necessarily immediately told. And in that, it is a much more difficult task. Now, the question is, perhaps, are you difficult to buy for or am I just really bad at it? I think it's neither of those things. So, Jared is something that is especially wonderful about him Uh oh Uh, yeah yeah oh time to boast on my husband because i love him but he is very very thoughtful when it comes to gift giving he wants to go above and beyond what people ask for and do something that is unexpected and truly unique to them and is surprising and often um, it goes truly above and you know maybe overboard with gift That's giving. Happened perhaps. It's happened a lot over the years. Which is, how does one actually complain about that? Because it's it's really incredibly generous, and in the fact that it brings you so much joy, I would never want to take away from that. But it causes major stress. Because you fret and fret and fret and you're like, oh, did I get the right thing? And then afterwards, oh, we spent way too much money for Christmas every okay, year. Yeah, but I avoid saying that I spent too much money on your gift. I don't That's, think I've ever oh, said no, that. Oh, no, no, no. You, you right? haven't. You haven't. But in the, the grand scheme of things, you're like every single year after Christmas, you're just like, oh, we have to pinch pennies because we spent too much well, money on Christmas. It's because we're terrible at that. Like we're just we, awful we, oh sure, we are the ones. Yes, we are. We are the ones. I sometimes, sometimes spend more than what we discussed. But you, my friend, you, you're the one. And he, he thinks he's sneaky too, where he'll be like, oh, I didn't pay that much for it, and then like he totally, totally. Did. I don't think I'm sneaky. No, 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 no. True. But you, you are very good about avoiding discussing yes. how much you actually spent that on is... some of our ex- like extravagant, extravagant. Gifts. I also love for us like <clears throat> extravagance because that's the most ridiculously relative term. The fact is, sure. you and I are ridiculous cheapskates. Yes. And so when we say extravagant, yeah, that's so true. Like, I mean, I'm like, I love I, my cheap nail polish. Yeah, so, you know, I, I, I so like comparing. extravagant is like, yeah. and I got the extra anchovy in the pack of sardines like that's the indulgence you know it's like it's like tiny tim it's like oh i got two hay pennies this christmas not one and a whole orange you know that's that's i got the neck of the turkey exactly (laughs) but yeah it is um it is sometimes uh, difficult. Sorry to all the British listeners out there for no, yeah. horrible, oh, horrible, yeah. Yeah. horrible accents. David's sitting there in England going, what's wrong with these people? I'm sorry, David. Yeah, that's right. David's good people. He'll forgive us. Thank you, David. What about giving, though? Um, mm-hmm. I, When it comes to giving gifts, this is a show about Thanksgiving. And one of the I ways, thought we were talking about Christmas. Well, you know what I mean. I know. It's one of the shows about, about being thankful. Yeah. 
And giving a gift at Christmas is somewhat a matter of thankfulness. Not always. Sometimes it's a matter of grace. I mean, you give gifts sometimes to people you don't particularly like. That's a part of Christmas or somebody you're not particularly like at that moment. Okay. Uh, you know, it's, it's Christmas time and there's somebody in, you know, it's, it's somebody in your family you're ticked at at the moment. If you're sending gifts to, you know, I, I, you know, dad and mom and brother and sister and aunt and uncle and they're all going to be there. You don't leave one person out most of the sure. time. Or at least we don't. So sometimes it's a matter of politics to give a gift. But mostly I think it's about thankfulness and expressing appreciation for a person. What's your favorite gift you ever gave anybody, Angie? Oh, that I ever gave to someone? Yeah. What what brought, when you saw what the gift did for them, what's a gift that you gave someone that really mattered to them that made you feel good? We were living in Japan, and um, in the next town over, um, they were renowned for their paper crafts and... And so we would go there and they would have these, um, all these fantastic shops, very, very old. And um, we went into a an antique shop in this ridiculously old city. And they had all of these um, old uh, kimono and obi. And um, there were just piles and piles and piles of these you know, rich, luscious, pieces of fabric Mm -hmm. and um i just you know it it, to me it's just a feast for the eyes and sensation and so you know that i'm very like i I, i'm very tactile and so Mm -hmm. being able to to run my hands across these these really old pieces of fabric and knowing that each and every one of them there's a story attached and um so for me to be able to share that with someone else was very meaningful. And one of my best friends, um, Lisa, she uh, is a teacher, an elementary school teacher, and she's constantly doing uh, a different, um, she has different curriculum that's built around uh, world culture. And so uh, I decided to purchase for her a kimono and an obi and send it to her totally at random. Um, and she she was able to wear it for a cultural day. And so it had meaning for me because there was this this beautiful thing that I could share with somebody that I love. It is one of the people that I love the most in the world. And... Um, and then she gets could share it with somebody else, and mm-hmm. every single bit of it had some sort of a, a, a story attached to it, some history. That's really neat. I I did not expect that to be your answer. Yeah, I, I, I you know I is it one of my favorite gifts? It, yeah, I think it's one of my favorite. Is it the favorite? I don't know. Oh, the is always different. Yeah, I, yeah, I, exactly. I put you on the spot. Sure. With that. Uh, something else I've been thinking about this Christmas, and it's odd, podcasting strange. I mean, these are things that you and I talk a lot to one another. Mm-hmm. I mean, I talk a lot, period. Yeah, I mean, let's 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 be honest here, people. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but sometimes it, to, to make the show more engaging, we'll save things that, you know, not talk about what we're talking about ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Something I've really wanted to ask you is... I've been doing a thing on Am I Boring You Yet about Christmas past, Christmas present, Christmas yet to come. Okay. For the three for the month. And I want to ask you what, how life is different this Christmas since Christmas a year ago. 
Cool. <laughs> Just thinking about, I mean, wow. usually we talk about New Year, mm-hmm. and, and, and I think that makes sense to, to reflect on all the changes. And mm-hmm. But Christmas comes around the same time, and for you, I think that's definitely the... Along with Halloween, Christmas is your high watermark holiday. Mm-hmm. You know, you, sure. You, you really get into it. Yeah. How are things different for you this Christmas than they were then? Well, 2017 was one of the hardest years of my life. And so when I think about this time a year ago, first of all, I'm just utterly shocked about how fast this year has gone. Um, it's just been a whirlwind for me, but, um, to give you a little bit of context, um, 2017, uh, as you're aware, was really hard for, for Jared and for myself for a lot of different reasons. Um, but for me, this time last year, I had just been hired uh, to do a new job. Mm-hmm. And it was significant because it was the first time that uh, I worked since my car accident in 2014. So it's been three years yeah. since you'd been in a job and you'd gone yeah. back to school between then. Yeah. Yeah. So 2017 marked where I, where I was able to finish my graduate degree um, for a, a skills that I had hoped would help guide me into a different type of, um, of career. And lo and behold, it did. I was hired. Um, I was so nervous and then it was a difficult time, uh, for you as well. And so we were in this period of transition that was so everything was so hidden. Like what, what did the future hold for us? We, we didn't know. And it was, it was scary and it was frustrating. So you said 2017 was one of the worst years of your life. Can you elaborate that on that a little more? Sure. I just had a bunch of, uh, of changes, both um, physically and uh, emotionally, um, that were incredibly frustrating. Um, I was in a lot, I was in a lot of high stress situations where, um, I was having to push myself physically in ways that I hadn't since my recovery had began. And I had had, I had made these really great strides physically, um, that through busyness and through stress and through laziness, I, um, started to let some things go. And unfortunately the, the repercussions on me physically, um, were, were poor for my health and that led to further stress. And, um, so I had to seek out help, um, to try and, and pull things apart. And I'm grateful for that. That's been, that's been remarkable, but through that, um, through therapy, there were, a lot of things that I started to unpack. And so there were stresses that were happening externally and internally. I wasn't dealing well with the way that, that life was going for us. Mm-hmm. Um, not just, not for us as a couple, but just our lives as human beings dealing with the stress that, that life can bring. Well, I was obviously, uh, and I think a lot of the audience is familiar with this. I, I was quite literally, 
falling apart by the end of the year and just kind of deteriorating all through it yeah. uh, mentally and emotionally. That had a lot to do with enormous stressors on that end. And you were around that constantly as yeah. well. And then there were some genuine, hard disappointments that we're not going to go into detail about there yeah. that hit one after another yeah. that year. Just, just big, big. Yeah, it's just like a slap, worth slap, of after, slap, slap after, after slap after slap that all kind of landed there in a row. And so, fair to say that that when Christmas rolled around, it had been quite a year yeah. for you. And I don't know if I've ever actually said this to you directly, and maybe I have. It's just that when we, when I was going to school, I had this personal goal of finishing graduate school in one year, which is. I mean, it's, that's a lot of work. Um, and, and I did it because I had felt this mounting pressure of, okay, it's been three years. It's time to contribute again. It's time to contribute again. You know, things, things, we need this to work. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways that we can make it work is by me being a contributor to our household. So I had this internal timeline i'm gonna do this in a year and i did and i'm grateful and um it went well and i found a job very quickly but you pushed yourself so hard but i pushed myself too hard probably and but in the long run all of that happened financial pressure causing someone to push themselves too i know weird (laughs) i don't think anybody's ever done that before and in the middle of all this again i I, by around christmas november december i was in a mental hospital and you were taking care of me yeah every day at that point yeah just after you had to take care of yourself for so long. Yeah, yeah. I, I must have been really. It was tough, and um, I, I was uncertain of of being able to go into this new position uh, and be successful. So there was a lot of internal struggle there. But coming back, rolling back around to Christmas, this year has been a whirlwind. Um, I started a job, and then. Uh, a position opened up at my university. You're talking about this coming, this current yeah, this now. current year, 2018. A position opened up at uh, my alma mater, and I got the opportunity to go there. And so things have just been getting better and better. You like the new job, and I like the new job. I'm having a really good time. Um, I'm learning a lot, and I'm being treated very well. And so this Christmas, I'm. In this stable position that I'm enjoying, I'm seeing Jared be, <laughs> He's has a lot of fun. He he's, has a lot of stress still in his life. And I think that that's, knowing Jared, that's, that's probably the way things are <laughs> and will be forever and ever. Um, but well, I do have a lot of fun. I, you I, do. I worry. I mean, the, 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 there's the end of, you know, the ends meet of this business is interesting. Definitely. Yeah. Making ends meet, then. but you have this creative outlet, and you have this chance to spend time with people that you love, and get to know other people, and you get to talk about all these things that you're deeply interested in. And so, seeing you do that is is a great joy. Um, and so, over the past few months, we've you know we've moved, um, and we're we're getting to see each other quite a bit, and. 
this Christmas we made a plan that we're going to go and see friends for Christmas and and we are going to get to you know see their their little boy get up on Christmas morning and and go wild over presents and, and he's so, a cool kid and he's so. a cool kid and so we're going into this new year with uh, with totally different lives than where we were a year ago and it's kind of freaky we're in a new home yeah doing both of us new jobs yeah for new priorities with new people yeah it's it's odd things have altered tremendously but i do want you to know and i think i've told you this but but i want to tell you here again um maybe i haven't said this you made christmas last year really special for me good i i know you i could perceive that you were under enormous stress but Star Wars Christmas party last year with the pulled pork. That yeah. was a good party. We had a Star Wars Christmas party. It was fun. It was a good yeah. Star Wars. We had stupid games. Yeah. Good people. That was a good time. Quiet Christmas and a little trip down the coast road. Oh, man. That was incredible. That was lovely. That was beautiful. It was really good. But all this weird change and turmoil and all the rest of it, it was... Uh, Last Christmas was good, and I think this Christmas is going to be better. Yeah, I think so, too. Makes me happy. So, Anyway, this is just two friends talking about things they're thankful for this holiday. And I, I think that's that'll be enough for this episode. Um, friends, happy holidays to you, uh, whatever holidays you may be celebrating. And uh, Angie and I both are keenly and acutely aware uh, from the experience of our lives that Holidays can be very rough. Um, and don't feel wrong. Don't feel you're doing something wrong if you're not into the spirit of the season. Yeah. You're not a humbug. There's a lot of reason for this time of year to cause pain and frustration and loneliness. That is a part of life. And all the talk we might want to do about thankfulness and positivity, sometimes, sometimes Christmas can just suck. But know that you're loved. I mean, we're, we may never, ever see you face to face, but I know without a doubt that Jared loves the people that are listening to him and, and appreciates you. So thank you. All of them except Kevin Coelho. He listens sometimes. Oh, okay. I definitely don't love him. Okay. Everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. So happy holidays, y'all. And thank you, Angela. You're welcome. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. 